0: This episode of the BTM Podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. It's an honor to be invited to a wedding, even more so when you're a part of that special day. It was the 1970s and following a popular song of the day, and best believe Sheila got the best of Kenneth's love. McDonald's is a huge part of their lives, so naturally, that's where they got married. Yep, McDonald's. The owner let the young couple in and have the ceremony, and reception wish they had a great time, and it was a affordable day. Cheers to all couples getting married this wedding season. I'm loving it. I think it's, it's more than fair to say we've seen racism in America. Yeah. We've also seen racism internationally. But I want to ask you, have we seen, with our extensive backgrounds, racism Inside of the locker room, racism in sport. Does it exist? Behind the mask.
1: Two. What up, dog? What's happening? What's good, family? Another day in paradise. You know what
0: it is. Whenever you on this side of the soil. It's always a good day, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Every day above ground is a good day. All right, then. So, all right, check this out, man. So, listen, we got another conversation we need to get through. Mm-hmm. I need some clarity from you. So, I think it's it's more than fair to say we've seen racism in America. Yeah. We've also seen racism internationally. But I want to ask you, have we seen with our extensive backgrounds, racism inside of the locker room. Mm. Racism in sport. Does it exist, Mm. Tutan? And the reason why I ask you this is because you look at what recently happened with Josh Donaldson. Mm. Plays with the Yankees. Him and Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson plays with... Chicago White Sox Mm. and Josh Donaldson made the comment to Tim Anderson twice he called him Jackie Mm. Um, I didn't hear it but it's all reports it's out there everywhere but it really you know it really made me sit down to think because I have plenty of years playing inside of the game, being inside of the locker room And as a player, from a code standpoint of just how you treat each other, I I thought that was kind of weird to see Josh call Tim Jackie. Josh, white guy. Tim is the black guy. In reference to Jackie. Jackie In reference to Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Because one of the things that I really wanted to know of how I felt because I didn't want to get quickly inside of my emotions. Mm. So, I was like, "Well, why in the hell is he calling him Jackie?" And he did it two times, yeah. now, for the record, we must state Tim called himself a few years ago the modern day uh Jackie, yeah Jackie Robinson yeah. you know, because of the lack of african American players on u s soil, you look at them from a percentage standpoint inside of major league baseball's locker rooms, yeah, yeah. like they're damn near extinct Yeah. so my question to you is this is it racism inside of the locker room
1: mm. I think man the one sacred place that we have as, as former athletes and as athletes the one sacred place that you think you have is the locker room there's a lot of things that go on inside that the outside world isn't privy to a lot of conversations candid conversations ca- candid in depth conversation behind the mask conversations but does racism exist in the locker room yes now is it hidden to an extent absolutely because I think the common goal once you're inside that locker room is you have a job to do right you go to war with with your, your teammates for uh, months on end from training camp to the regular season, postseason, what have you. You spend the majority of your day with these, these men or women for the majority uh, of your life, uh, of your young adult life, if you're playing a professional sport. It's your job. So you're there all day. You know what I mean? You spend more time with your teammates than you do with your family. So you're So it's not supposed to be there. But then again, there's the other side of it, right? People are who they are once they leave their job. Players are who they are once they leave their job. Different backgrounds. You're raised different different ideologies, different religions. Some people have a history of tradition in their family that, be quite honest, it it lasts. And just because you make it to a professional level or a collegiate level, for that matter, it don't stop. There's instances where people say things and there's underlying tones and you have to kind of prove that racism actually is existing or or that racism is... uh, a statement is met with a racist intent. But yeah, man, it, I think absolutely exists. I just think people do a great job at
0: hiding it, man. So when you look at that comment by Josh Donaldson, do you put that in the same bucket as a racist comment or do you actually look at it as if, uh, he said it because Tim said it a few years ago? Mm-hmm.
1: You know what's crazy? I think you got to look at it the intent, right? And like you said previously, You weren't there. I wasn't there. The outside world wasn't there, so we don't know what the intent was. However, his teammates know what the intent was. Fact. His teammates know who he is because, like I just said, you spend hours on end with these people in a relaxed atmosphere where you can be yourself, good, bad, and indifferent because you have a job to do. And people, nine times out of ten, they accept you for who you are. If you're racist, if you're gay, if you're straight— if you're married, if you're a philanderer, if you're divorced, you are accepted in a locker room for who you are. Because on that field, you're going to war. That's just
0: the only thing we care about.
1: That's the only thing we care about. We need to win and we want to win, and that's why. Exactly. Unless it's outright and you in somebody's faces, you know, overt racism or uh, you you challenging my manhood with your beliefs or your ideology that's when it becomes, you know, a disconnect. And I think we don't know what Donaldson, his intent was, but his own teammate Aaron Judge was like, yo, he shouldn't have said that. He got suspended for what, one game? Really?
0: One game. He got suspended for one game, and he was fined. And then also, I'm just saying, mysteriously, he was put into COVID protocol. (laughs) For the one game? For the one game that he was suspended. Yeah, you know what I mean? So sweeping under the rug. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying it looks funny to me. You can get yeah. me on record for saying that. Yeah, man,
1: and, and you know what? It's it screwed up as it is. Like I said, people grow up different. I went from uh, South Jamaica, Queens, in New York, to Oxford, Mississippi, in the mid '90s. Where legally slavery was still on the books.
0: What you mean? It was still on the books? It
1: was still it, was, it wasn't. It was still a law, legally. Legally, yeah. But so, they
0: just haven't went to the state constitution right, to
1: change it. To change it. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So imagine coming from South Jamaica Queens, and the literally the only white people that I saw growing up were deans in my school, policemen. Or when I would go to my mother's job in Manhattan, I would see white folks there. But other than that, my schools growing up, it was nothing but us, Hispanics, you know what I'm saying? Maybe some some Native Americans, what have you. But yo, I didn't know what it was like being a minority till I went to Ole Miss. Cause I'm like, damn, it ain't, it ain't too many brothers and sisters down <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Yeah. But I was met with the utmost respect when I went to Ole Miss, I had a great time. But what you see, as soon as you got on campus in the 90s... What did you see? Huge Confederate flag on fraternity row as soon as you turn on the campus. First fraternity house, I don't know which one it was, huge Confederate flag. So it's like, oh, it's here. So now you got to think, damn, where am I really at? But when you go inside the locker room, it's different because now you got the melting pot. You got your, you know, more brothers. The majority of the, the football players was black. Yeah. And the majority of athletes in all sports, you know, are black. However, if you're in the town or a city that's predominantly white. So we didn't experience it in the locker room. Cause again, to your point, we there for a job, we, we come together, we want to win. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has come from some sort of struggle or some sort of adversity they had to overcome in their life. Like the pattern is typically the same when it comes to athletes. And we want to excel for that commonality, that common goal, which is winning. So you don't really see it as much in the locker room. But does it exist? Hell yeah, it exists because you, you don't see it as much. It's not overt. But when you hear those undertones and those certain things happen, yo, it, it stands out. And you know why it stands out? Because it's so few and far in between. But yes, it does exist.
0: You do it all without breaking a sweat, like being a boss exec to the kids' homework and you do it all in style. That's why we created the all-new Infinity QX60, a luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. With premium features like a panoramic moonroof and available massaging front seats to bring ease all day, every day the all new infinity qx60 designed to take on life in style learn more at infinityusa.com
1: now with extremely limited availability contact your local retailer for inventory information
0: and i think that's the reason why when you look at this situation with josh and tim both benches got up and mm-hmm. they had they came to a meeting of looked like they were about to come to blows yeah. because of that such undertone mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know and so Ultimately, how I look at it, do you, do I, do, can you prove it? I, you probably can't prove it. Yeah, yeah. None of us was there. But at the end of the day, for me, when you look at the current climate that we're in, you look at what we went through through the pandemic with George Floyd being murdered. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even care if he did say it two years ago. Mm-hmm referencing Tim, saying that I am the modern-day Jackie. And so now you're taking an opportunity to throw jab shots like that. So that's the reason why I think it's a heightened sensitivity already. But when you take those shots like that, for me, I feel like like you want to smoke. You want whatever comes to you after that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we've said it on the shows that we've had in the past, and I'm a firm advocate of this. You can't fault a man for how he reacts to a situation. You know, when you offend him, when you disrespect him, when you call him out his name, when you, you know, talk about his, his family or something. Yeah, you're supposed to sticks and stones, that whole thing. Sounds good. But, yo, you don't know if that's the day that somebody going to snap on you.
0: Well, you let me I mean? ask you this. Has it ever happened, to, anything ever happened to you, whether or not if it's in the locker room or, or while you were playing Hello, even a game.
1: Yeah. Off off the field? Absolutely. Absolutely off the field. We've had incidents. <laughs> At Ole miss off the field. That was crazy. But probably ain't gonna get into that. But what I will say is on the field, I think the only situation that that happened that I could recall, we were playing we were playing Arkansas one year, and um wound up losing the game. And they actually beat our ass this year. But they had this one dude that played uh D line, I think, and, and he was we heard all the way in Ole Miss that this kid was, you know, mouthing off. He was a he was he was a racist kid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I forget his name, but the very end of the game, we losing and they talking cash shit. And he called me the N word. So I'm walking, my back is to him and he, he says it like, yeah, get the fuck, go back
0: to Oxford. Like, he said that to you?
1: Said it, bro. I snapped around and start chasing them. No lie, wrote to the kids. Start chasing them, but what they, the teammates see, the strength coaches see, everybody sees is me up in somebody's face. You know about to fight.
0: They see a big black man. But even,
1: but even our strength coaches are like, "Yo, they looking at it like nah, we just lost and got our ass beat, and two is mouthing off with somebody." Like you said, they ain't hear it, but I heard it. So. They broke it up and then, you know, obviously no no fight, no, no fight uh broke out or nothing like that, but yeah, that shit happened, bro. And the hardest part, like you said, the hardest part is 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 dealing with that in real time, right? Because so many emotions go through you and and it's it's such a vitriol that you wanna have for another person that typically you don't get to that level just through regular competition right so it's amazing how you can go to the war against somebody for 60 minutes 48 minutes or whatever it is in college and you don't think of literally killing somebody but a word or, or a statement can trigger that and that's what happened and luckily i mean you know nothing nothing came about it but yo i ran after him and grabbed him but got broke up real quick and it was one of those you know the coach was pulling you off and walking you out of the off the field at the end of the game, so I don't even know where the kid is. At. I, he might have been. It might. I don't know if you remember when we was playing. Remember a kid that played? He he was about to get drafted from Arkansas, and he and he wound up uh, dying in a car accident right before he got drafted. I forgot his name, man. But I think I think that was that was a kid, man. And not to say that you know I don't wish death or nothing like that on nobody. But anyway, but to to it does happen. Absolutely happens. It's happened in college, off the field, people. Use the n word, and you know Burgess. We talked about my man Burgess. Yo, he's he he don't play that. We from we from uptown. He from D.C. And that's one thing we didn't play because we don't we don't call nobody out of name. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. And yeah. somebody came into the dorm. What y'all doing? Da, 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 da. We like yo. We playing video games. Sega back in the
0: days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Genesis, yo. <laughs> and they run up in the dorm and talking all this. You know da da, da, da. We want to play this. Like yo, you drunk man. Just get out of here, man. Go ahead. So. The girl I was with, the dude said, Baby, come on, get out of here. Let's leave these ends alone. It's Like, what?
0: She was a white girl? Yeah.
1: Bro, dropped the controllers, chased them. This time we caught them. It wasn't, it wasn't too pleasant. Is this a statute of limitation? Was this 2022? That no, was about 96. Well, it ends at 2023. All right, so I'm going to tell you the rest of the story, but yo, it, it, it got there. It went well, they don't get you before it the went show there. is over. With. It went
0: there. <laughs> all I said, she was like,
1: You know who my father is? He's a district attorney. I have all y'all. And I'm like, Yo, Shorty, you got to get to your dad.
0: Just throwing the weight. But let me tell you this story, though. I got I got another good one for you. Uh, you talked about it's. It, I mean, it's part of the culture. How we use it, mm. you know. I'm talking about us, black people, and uh, I don't say it. Yeah, I used to say it, but I was in a locker room
1: Why in don't Buffalo. You say it? Huh? Why don't you say it?
0: I just, I, I just think it's, I just think it's offensive. Um, it's offensive knowing uh, it's a derogatory term. I think everything that comes along with it, from the origin of it, it 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 makes me feel very uncomfortable and if and and honestly, if somebody was to call me that, especially with a certain type of tone, now I feel like I'm put in a corner mm. and now I got to come out swinging, yeah, and I'm gonna fight you,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: you know what I mean, so I don't like it, and then ultimately, for me, I've always believed be the change that you want to see in everybody else. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Gundy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and that's kind of like how I live my life. But my story started out, I remember being inside of the locker room and we just conversing, everybody chopping it up. And I had this white teammate, he was he was my locker mate, and we were cool, still tight to this day. And he, he said, he heard me using the N-word around just casually. And so he was like, Hey, Spikes, I got a question for you. And I was like, What's up? He was like, So I hear you using the N word, and why do you use it? Mm. And I was like, what The hell you mean why I use it? I use it because I can use it. What? Then he said, Would you be okay if I use it the same way that you use it as a term of endearment? Mm. And I was like, hell no. You want to get your teeth knocked out? He was like, no, no, man. I'm just saying, bro. I'm I'm just asking for some understanding. Yeah. So if it's not, it's right, it's okay for you to say it to somebody else. But if I am to say it to you in a term of endearment way, but then it's not okay. Yeah. And I was like, I got it. So from that point, that day, I've been very consciously or conscious about how I speak mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it comes to using that word yeah. or you or taking that word out of my vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it made sense to me. Right. Because he dropped something on me. It was. It's almost like it was ignorance mm-hmm. to where you just did not know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you just sleep. So. For me, when he challenged me that way, it made me realize, like, come on, bro, if you really want to see change, then live the life that you want to see other people living.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know,
0: and 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 that way you can't be hypocritical or speaking out of both sides of the mouth yeah. when it comes to like telling your why one day when this story has happened. Yeah. yeah. Actually telling the why right now. Yeah. And so I- for me. That really got me away from using the N-word, just period and overall. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the reason why I don't use it.
1: I think that's that shows your level of maturity because we both know people that have had that same question asked to them or posted them. And they're like, because you can't. You know what I mean? Because that's our word. We embrace it. No, you can't because you're saying, you're not saying it with endearment. You're saying it in a derogatory manner where, you know, where it's, it's origin, it's origin where it comes from. So one that's, that's, that's very mature of you in terms of how you, you know, articulate yourself. And, and before I go on, I, I will say this. Those incidents, those two incidents that I had uh, in college literally were the only incidents that I had in four years. And, I and you know, I just want to put it out there. It ain't nothing against old Miss. Like, right. I, I always say that. I sent my son there after I went. I graduated. They showed me love. Absolutely. Those are two isolated incidents. So I'm not saying in any kind of way that the school is, is racist or Mississippi is racist. Yeah, yeah. Those were the people that were there at that time. Yeah. Right? But I think also, to your point, when we were kids, man, we, we always, we didn't, I didn't curse in front of my mom's. Did you?
0: Hell no. My so dad would have beat the dog. Crap out of me.
1: Does Jakai curse in front of you? No. And she's in college. Ty don't curse in front of me. And he's he's 23. London doesn't curse in front of me. Maya doesn't curse in front of me. It's respecting. Yeah. You know what you do when you cross that threshold when you're in front of your parents, right? Mm-hmm. But guess what? When they out in the streets or with their friends and they group text and everything, oh, they be cursing up a storm, just like we did. Yeah, we right? did the same thing. But but you have to be cognizant of 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 your language. Because if you're not and you feel like you can talk how you want to talk and call somebody out of their name in any kind of way, it's one of two things. Either you're lazy or it's intentional. You lazy because you've grown enough to know how to speak in front of somebody or speak to somebody. Or it's intentional because you really don't give up and that's what you feel like saying. So if it's intentional, you know how I feel, let's deal with it on that level. So that's what you mean? First thing I say is, ah, you don't really mean that. Oh, it is? All right, let's handle it then. That's the issue when somebody's called out of their name, uh, you know. Even if it's Jackie, and we talked about it with Westbrook a couple of episodes ago, yeah. and I'm just like, there's certain trigger points that.
0: Just and like I still you said, think you was wrong on that. That's fine. We, we ain't it, gonna that's go fi- back that.
1: But but that's fine. But look, just like you said, you felt like you would put hands on somebody for calling you that. Back to the locker room, there are issues with people that either have undertone underlying. Uh, context and and what they say. And it's not everybody in the locker room, just like it wasn't everybody at Ole Miss, just like I'm sure it's not everybody, you know, in the locker rooms that you've been in. But there are certain people that, again, they have ways of saying things. You know when it's a backhanded compliment or when it's it's them saying things that they wouldn't normally say. And then, yo, bro, we dealt with in the Carolina, man, with the Panthers, bro. Same thing. Not the same thing, but one year so bring it back one year in the, in the in the Panthers uh i think it was like maybe 04 something like that there were only two offensive linemen in the meeting room yep. me and Gino James Yeah, Auburn Auburn cat yep. so Gino devout christian tough lineman don't curse don't do nothing when bust a grape off the field you know what i'm saying but on the field was a beast so it was just me and him so i'm the cat from new york with the, the corn braid still you know Hip hop kind of kind of lineman, you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. Gino's the Christian, but that's it. That's what we before had.
0: Before the plus size model,
1: no, no, nah, nah, that's when the plus size model started. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So, but we were. I came in a. I came in the meeting room one day. All the online men were there before the coach got there, and it's right before the holidays. And Gino's sitting there pissed off. I'm like, Yo, bro, what's wrong? We sit next to each other. I'm like, what's wrong? I said, man, I'm tired of these cats, man. I'm tired of them. I'm like, What happened now? He's like, Yo, man, they they sitting there talking junk about us. I said, Us? What you mean, me and you? Because, mind you, I wasn't even in the room. So I'm like, what the hell are you talking about me about? So he said it was a Christmas holiday, a uh, Christmas uh, party. So he said that one of the linemen said, yo, we have a Christmas dinner coming up. And we don't have enough room for you and two. He's talking to Gino. He said, we don't got enough room for you and two, so y'all got to sit in the other room. Mind you, again, it ain't but two brothers on the team, me and Gino, Everybody else white. So, basically, you so saying— So,
0: you had to ask for some type of clarity to you. So, I was like, what? I said, what do you I mean? Know so, you you know, I know you had to. I did the
1: math real quick, and I'm looking like, yo, who said that? First thing I said, who said that? Oh, Stussy said it. Can they tie Stussy? I'm like, what? So, we watching film before the coach came. I stopped the film. Like, yo, hold on, fam. Like, yo, what are you talking about? Gino just said, you alluded to you having this Christmas dinner with all the and invited, except for me and Gino, we got to sit in another room. Like, like, what are you trying to say? Oh, no, I was just joking and nothing like that. I said, no, nah, no, nah, ain't no fucking jokes. What are, you, what are you saying? Like, get to it. Say what you're saying. Oh, I ain't mean nothing by it. Da, 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 da. So I said, yo, whatever y'all do on y'all time, y'all do on y'all time. It ain't got shit to do with us. Me and Gino, when we come in here, all that stops. Like, Because me, I don't care what you're doing on your own time. That's you. That's your life. That's Like, keep that over there. And that's the same thing I said when I went to Ole Miss. I'm like, whatever you do, your tradition, your history, your family, that's y'all. Don't bring it to me. Cause when you bring it to me, now we got a problem. So he apologized and all of this. Oh, I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it. And I'm like, yo, whatever. So I walks out the meeting room. Gino stays. I walk out. I get a homeboy DG. Cause DG was there for a minute, got drafted by the Panthers, and, and he was the one, uh, the main person I knew. So I told to DG, I'm like, yo, bro, this is what you know, C and them was saying in there. And he's like, I told you, they 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 act like that. They be saying it slick undertone bs racist shit right so we woke up on stucy in the <laughs> in the a, in the a, in a, uh in the weight room and dg takes the conversation and goes straight at stucy and is up in stucy's face and words were exchanged. and now dion he's a defensive back stucy a 350 pound lineman dion got stucy on the wall and they tussling so i'm like oh it's on so now I go over there. The rest of the offensive linemen are with them. They see what's going on, and they're trying to pull Dion off. And now I'm caught in between. Okay, do I rock with my man who's in another position? But I know I'm off the field as well.
0: And you spend all of your time in the meeting rooms with with the, with the with offensive, offensive linemen? linemen.
1: So now I'm in a situation too again. But the first thing that triggered me was, nah, you just was was was, was mouthing off. So I grabbed the other lineman. We break it up or whatever, whatever. You know, kind of. The fight never escalated past push and shoving. You know, right. messing up the strength coach's desk. But what happened is back to the original point, once the conversation is had, you go back to battle. Like I'm still playing next to Stussy, DG's still my man. We we go into battle on the field. But in the back of your mind, that's one level away that, you know, that interaction is. It's like, nah, we ain't we ain't as cool as I thought. Cause you got some other shit going on with you that I, I can't get down with. It ain't All like right. we can, add, you know, we're not going to ask for a trade because one person on the team feels a certain way or nothing like that. However, you know, you can't fuck with this person no more. You can't rock with them like that. So that's why I say, yes, it does exist. Sometimes it's racially, it's, it's, it's undertones. The undertones are racist. There ain't no two ways about it. It ain't like, oh, me and Gino, the only ones that ain't going to come to dinner. Yeah. We got to go in another fucking room. Like, really, bro? Nah. It ain't, what else is it?
0: And I think, you know what the the big thing is, when we talk about sport, racism inside of the locker room, I, we only can speak from our experiences, our perspective. But the big thing that really comes off to me is the locker room. The reason is everybody wants to be involved in the locker room. Yeah, women, reporters, mm-hmm. outside men, people from different fields, people who are in, who are in different sports want to know. Like man. Like, how is it just being inside of the locker room sitting beside, let's say, uh, a Drew Bledsoe? That's why they got uh, Hard Knocks now. That's the reason why Hard Knocks was invented. Mm-hmm. Because it gives you that, that degree. So my point is, is this. The locker room for, as coaches have treated it, it's a sacred place. Yeah. And it's a place that everybody, I don't care who you are, what you've done, how much money you have, you're not privy to come inside of this locker room and have these discussions as you and I are having right now yeah. inside of the BTM Lounge. The and, and the reason why we love it as players is because it's not driven by color. It's not driven by how much money you got. Mm-hmm. It's not driven by a guy wants to be a locker room lawyer. It's not driven by... Who got the the baddest girl? Well, some of the Sometimes, conversations. Yeah. Some Sometimes, of the conversations yeah, just, may go yeah, that way. Yeah, they, they be talking about it, yo. But, but, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's all about when you walk inside of that locker room, man, you walking inside of that locker room under the expectation from everybody else, you going to help me win a ring.
1: That's right.
0: And I'm going to do whatever I need to do to help you win a ring. And, oh, by the way, down the line, I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. Yeah, yeah. As long as you helping me, you my brother. Facts. You know what I mean? And so that's the reason why I fall in love with the locker room, and I'll always be in love with it. Mm-hmm. Just because it was one of those things, what you put in it is exactly what yeah. you're going to get out of it. Yeah. It's kind of like your it. work performance, your effort throughout the week you, for your job. You
1: can't cheat it. You can't cheat it because it shows it shows it shows to the world on the weekends and it shows to your teammates 4 days a week when you're at practice so if you ain't putting in the work your teammates going to see it cuz you are watching film every day and if you ain't putting in work the world going to see it cuz you are on TV on the weekends you know what i'm saying but yeah the locker room supposed to be sacred it's supposed to be that place that it, for me it was it was
0: like did did you do you still see do you think people you played with C. Color on the inside of the locker room. Nah, nah. You're not supposed to.
1: No, nobody goes into it thinking, okay, this dude is white, so I ain't rocking with him. This dude is 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 black. So, none nobody has said that to me. You know what I mean? One game with the pen is the f- my, my, my 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 locker mate. My sweet mate was Jordan Gross, all all pro offensive lineman. You know, future Hall of Famer one day, hopefully, and. The funniest thing, he's from like Utah, I believe. No, he's from Idaho, but went to Utah. Yeah. So the funny thing one day, I used to have cocoa butter in the locker room and put it on every day. You know the, y'all was locker mates? We were sweet mates. You know what I'm saying? He's right next to me. So I'm putting in, you know, cocoa butter on and everything.
0: I thought you was about to say you asked him to put cocoa butter on See, your back. you going, you of yourself, I'm just yo, saying, you just took yourself, me for yo, a, a going, loop, man. Why is that pause. going through your
1: mind? You're you wilding right now. <laughs> you're doing way too much, <laughs> nah, so the funny part was, so I put cocoa butter or you know lotioning up like we do. You know what? And matter of fact, you don't put no damn lotion on. Let's not forget because we, right. we yeah, I outside. Want, the, I don't want it to be after no. The confusion. Game is over. After the game it is over, no you come confusion. out ashy as shit, and 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 people waiting for you, and then you had to you know the the thousand the dollar suit on, and then your hands is ashy, your ankles, Achilles is ashy. It's they like do be ashy, yeah, don't man, they
0: man. <laughs> It's the water. That's what it is. It you Got my skin of lotion out. after the damn game, bro.
1: Got celebrities waiting for him after the game, ashy you as shit but anyway. Yo, so but so, so Joy was like, you know, why you always put this this lotion on? I said, Yo, because I'll be ashy, man. He's like, What's ashy? So I was like, What? He said, Can I get ashy? So I bust out laughing, because it's a white dude that grew up in Idaho with the Utah. He don't he don't know the term. You know what I'm saying? I was like, nah. I, mean, I thought he was you know trying to be slick, but I looked at him, he was dead serious, like, what's ashy? <laughs> was like, Yo, bro, it's like, it, all right, so this this is melanated people, there's this thing that, you know, we get a little dehydrated, the skin gets needs some moisture, so we put the lotion on and cocoa butter actually preserves the majority of the moisture. So we could. He's like, Yo, can I use some? I was like, nah, you ain't ashy, you good, bro. <laughs> Straight, you know what I'm saying? But all that. To say that that's, that's part of the locker room, I didn't take it as one day him saying, Yo, too, yo, you ashy. The next day he said, Cracking jokes, because I ain't put lotion on yet, yeah, yeah too, you ashy. Yeah. I didn't take it as a racist comment. Nah, because, you know, again, you have to be in the locker room in that context to understand the conversation. Now, if you were to walk by and you didn't hear that conversation and he'd be like, Yo, Two you ashy, I'm glad I don't get ashy. You done be like, the fuck is you saying, yo? Nah, we already had that that conversation. It ain't got nothing to do with race. That's my, my locker mate. We had a con you know, conversation. We cracked right. jokes. We made light of the situation. I realized he grew up where he grew up. He ain't know nothing about wearing lotion. I mm-hmm. need lotion. You know what I'm saying? It's so it's so simple that can be. White taken- people
0: get ashy too now, two time.
1: Jordan said he never did. I'm taking it for what it's
0: worth.
1: <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna say no to I'm not looking at it as yo, yo, you act. Nah, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? But that's how the locker room's supposed to be. It's supposed to be free, fun, you know, free-flowing, fun-loving. Everybody takes their differences and makes their differences a strength. But when you have those type of people that can't. Practice that discernment and be like, nah, my personal beliefs, if it's religious, if it's political, which a lot of people hide behind now, those political beliefs under overt racism, you know what I'm saying? Right. If you can't put that aside for that time, that's when it seeps in. Good part about it, about it, uh, the good part about it, again, athletes are conditioned to compartmentalize certain issues, certain things, things that happen off the field, things that happen. In the locker room before they go in the practice field. Mm-hmm. So you compartmentalize the BS, go out there, knock out your job. That's why you don't see guys nine times out of ten. You don't see guys fighting after the game. You don't see guys taking stuff outside the Unless locker room. Unless you're Brian Cox. Unless you're B Cox. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Brian <laughs> <and> Cox. <laughs> to Brian Cox. You don't see guys walking up to, you know, other teams' locker rooms and, and and having issues because a lot of times they keep that in the locker room or they keep that on the quarter on the field, and it is like, yo, you know what? It is what it is. It really, ha- it does happen, but it really happens.
0: But all right, but check this out. What is a good solution, though? You know, when mm-hmm. you when you tie it back together. To me, I just heard the conversation that you and Jordan had, mm-hmm. and you found out, man, even though we're up under this one roof we came from a different roof, different backgrounds and different beliefs. Yeah. The conversation brought both of you guys together. So when you look at Tim, when you look at Josh, what happened with them a few weeks ago. How do you see that dynamic playing out as far as getting some type of resolution behind it? Mm-hmm. And I'm for me you finding him and send them out a game. That's the easy way. Like, that. come on, man. Yeah. What, what are we doing? Yeah. Just, if you won't do that, just tell them, give me your wrist, Josh. Yeah. Me. Hit you real quick. Yeah, let me just thump you on it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I, I guess the question is, what do you see as a common solution to be able to bring to, to make it an educational deal to where you can not only teach the people who are involved, but also teach other parties who are outside listening who have a strong opinion on it.
1: I think the the main thing, bro, and, and you said this before, sports, music, most of the time entertainment is the one commonality that brings people together, right? So as long as the guys and women that are actually playing these sports know that, And are making a conscious effort to be like, you know what, I'm going to respect this person. It's all about, in my opinion, it's all about respect. I'm going to respect this person. I'm going to respect this person's boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Calling them out their name, nah. There's no reason to do that. Because again, sometimes somebody might call you out your name, or you might not know how they will respond to you being called out your name. Just have respect for other people. If they could do that consistently, like we did in the locker room, yo... There's never no issues that the media could take and run with or or, or make it more than what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure Josh and Tim may have had a conversation after the fact. We just may not know about it. Or at least they attempted to have a conversation if it's on that level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if it's not and if it's malicious or it's intentional, met with intent, then yo, then that's a situation they still have to deal with as two men. Because guess what? They going to see each other again.
0: Oh, no doubt.
1: You know what no saying? doubt, and then and locker then, rooms talk to and each and other. And locker rooms talk to each other.
0: And so the more you try to bury it and try to act as if it never happened, the more guys who are sitting on the sideline like, okay, yeah. I see how y'all are trying to cover this up. Yeah. So let me probe and pry a little bit to see can I bring something to a head. Yeah. And for me, going back to like you said, I, I've always said this, it's three things in life. That brings people together mm-hmm. to make everybody see the commonality. Mm-hmm. Sport, music, and the last thing, regardless of whatever race you are, wherever you grow up, food. There you go, food's up. Food there will bring everybody together. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I look at this, man, that's what makes the locker room so special sport, music food, those three things, I think when you talk about Tim, when you talk about Josh, you could bring both of those individuals together and let them hash it out. Yeah. Let them talk about it. When you start hearing furniture fly, then you might need to go and check up on it. <laughs> but in the meantime, let them sit down and talk this thing out. Yeah. Because my point is, when you have two individuals who made both benches get up to brawl, Let them work it out, and now they can come out and educate other people who may feel a certain type of way. I'm talking about the racist folk, Mm -hmm. and it may not change their heart, but at least we got it. It's documented. Mm -hmm. And then also, if he took it in a way, and I'm talking about Tim, he took it in a way to where it may have came off as a compliment. Josh thought it did, but Tim didn't. Yep. Now he can acknowledge that, which I don't believe. Right. But I'm just saying, you got to look at it from both sides. And so I think by using that, sport brings people together. Now you got a black athlete, white athlete. They had an opportunity to talk about it, mm-hmm. and they figure out where their indifferences are, and how can we move forward knowing at the the, the heightened sensitivity of where we are when it comes to racism in America, mm. how can we do better collectively as a group? That's what I see as a true solution for it. Yeah, I'm with you.
1: So let me ask you this. When it comes to situations like that, like who polices the locker room? Is it the coaches
0: or like... What do you, it, ain't, it ain't no coaches. Like it ain't no... Uh, who? No, it's the players. To put it into the most simplistic form, I'm going to take you back I'm a big movie buff over here. Shout out to Ja'Kai for helping me do this. The year 2000, I want to say, remember the Titans. That's the name of the movie. Mm -hmm. And it was about integration in in the state of Virginia. Um, Denzel Washington, he was the head coach. And I remember Jerry Bertier. And uh, God, what's the actor's name? Wood... Wood Harris Wood Harris uh-huh. he played um, Julius Julius Campbell Julius uh-huh. Julius Julia, Julia, damn I can't even say it <laughs> Julius <laughs> thank you Julio <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hey but you know I remember going back to that movie man and that's what the head coach did it was integration and so versus him trying to over overtake and supersede the role of a player he picked out two captains Uh. Julius and he also picked up Jerry both were captains from both uh, segregated high schools brought them on the same team and he knew that both of them their indifferences would galvanize everybody to come to come together so That leads up to the players run the locker room, and you have to allow them to be able to do that. It takes me back to the time when I was in Philadelphia with Andy Reid. He made a leadership council out of several guys on the team, and he would meet with them at the beginning of every week. Mm -hmm. That way, every concern that you have as a player is voiced. And from that, it really showed me because I was traded to Philly it showed me that Andy Reid doesn't run this locker room. The players. He give it to the players. And he let them go ahead. He let them orchestrate everything. And if you got something that you feel like you may need for me to weigh in on, but it's still your locker room. And that's the thing that I see that has given or yielded the best results.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, to put a ball in it, man, does does racism exist in sport in the locker room? Yes. Does it need to exist? No.
0: Behind the Mask.